You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. The Justice Department has approved T-Mobile's acquisition of Sprint, a deal that will reshape the wireless industry. Joining us is FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr. Thanks for being here, Commissioner. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So this deal will combine the number three and number four wireless carriers in the country. Why won't that necessarily cut down on competition in the industry? Well, I think the news today of the Justice Department clearing this transaction, which builds on the FCC's announcement that we'll also be voting to approve it, it's really a great day for U.S. leadership in wireless because what it does is it accelerates the build-out of 5G to 99% of Americans, that's something that would be very difficult to get uh, but for this transaction to make sure that rural America gets a fair shot at this next-gen technology. So no doubt it will help 5G, but what about the competition in the, in the wireless industry itself outside of the 5G issue? This is a great competition story as well. When you think about what it takes to compete in this new 5G world, for the first time by combining Sprint and T-Mobile, you'll have a company of the same scope and scale that today AT&T and Verizon already are. So we'll have a third competitor of the same scope as those two for the first time. And that, I think, is going to unleash a new wave of competition that's really going to benefit consumers. There is still the obstacle of the lawsuit by a group of states that say the deal should be blocked because it would harm consumers. How big an obstacle is that? I think it's a far diminished obstacle in light of both the FCC's announcement and today's DOJ decision. If you look at those state complaints that were filed or complaints by state AGs, they focused very narrowly on uh, wireless service in the biggest cities in the country, New York, San Francisco. And the lens through which I look at this is very different. 
5G competitive services are going to get delivered to those big cities, regardless of what happens with this transaction. But the question we face at the federal level is how to make sure every other community also gets a fair shot. And I think that's why this deal is in the public interest. So this envisions or requires that uh, there is an opening for another competitor, which DISH is supposedly going to fill. It's difficult to create a new competition, and a lot of the time that effort has failed. What is going to go on here that will ensure that that will not fail this time? Yeah, I've never had a specific number of wireless providers in mind as being necessary to promote competition and innovation in this space. So the next steps will be uh, a vote at the FCC on the entire transaction, including the dish pieces of it that were run by the Department of Justice. And when you look at the transaction as a whole, there's no doubt in my mind, and and frankly, the the voluminous record we have at the commission, uh, that it's going to be a real good win for competition in the country. How long before this goes through with, with the lawsuits and with the votes that have to take place yet? Yeah, I don't know the specific timing in terms of the FCC's vote. I think our chairman has articulated that he would soon circulate an order here, and that would trigger a voting process at the FCC that could take a matter of weeks to a month or so. And then the state process with their lawsuits will need to be uh, presumably wrapped up as well. But I think the benefits that consumers are going to start to see uh, is pretty quick. Within three years, it's going to be 97 percent of America covered with 5G. And again, the difference between the build-out we could get without this combined uh, transaction and with it is a pretty big delta. Explain that. Explain explain the difference and why this will help with the rollout of 5G. Yeah, so each company right now, Sprint and T-Mobile, have announced 5G build plans. But if you look at Sprint in particular, it's a handful of builds in a handful of cities that each company right now has some interesting assets, uh, but they're not necessarily, uh, without this deal, complementary assets. So you combine certain spectrum holdings unique to each company. You combine the investment, you combine the subscribers, and then for the first time, you get this ability to really accelerate the build-out beyond the announced plans that each individual company otherwise had. And what about the U.S.'s position with regard to other countries as far as 5G is concerned? How well-positioned are we? We've had a really good run the last two years. At the end of 2016, We really were at risk of ceding U.S. leadership in 5G to China, and we've engaged in a lot of efforts of regulatory reform, and this transaction is just the latest piece to flip the script on that. So today already, the U.S. now has the largest 5G build in the world. This will build on that. Internet speeds in the U.S. are up about 40 percent recently. So things are really headed in the right direction, and I think this transaction will build on that momentum. Just to take it back to the ground for a second, explain why we need 5G. It's a great question. You know, a lot of consumers today feel like they have one or no choice for high-speed home Internet. They feel trapped with purchasing uh, their high-speed connection from just one provider in the area. One of the good things about 5G is you can now deliver wirelessly that same high-speed, high-quality service that before you could only do through a fiber or a cable connection. So by making this leap to 5G, it's going to open up the home broadband market to significant increase in competition, which can drive down prices uh, and make consumers feel like they have even more choices. And that's a great thing. Is, is there any competition for 5G or is it just 5G or nothing? You know, we're at this 
interesting point. We've been talking about convergence in telecom for decades now, and we're seeing it. So wireless providers, terrestrial providers, we call them, are very focused on 5G. We've got this new generation of low-Earth orbit satellites that are coming online. They're going to be higher speed than existing generations. We have this new technology, uh, or a technology that's being improved, called fixed wireless. So we're going to have competition from a number of different technologies, and that disruption is going to be a really good thing for consumers. All right, thank you so much for joining us. That's FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Johann Schmiegel, you've got the world's highest IQ. Yes, 247. Wow. Did you know that thanks to Salesforce with Einstein AI, everyone's smarter? Now everyone's an Einstein, just like you. But I'm the smartest. Not anymore. With connected data and trusted AI, everyone can give customers experiences they've only dreamed of. Oh, look, here's a few Einsteins now. Hey, hi. Hola, amigo. Everyone's an Einstein? It's okay, Johan. Let it happen. The number one AI CRM. Now everyone's an Einstein with Salesforce. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.